Yep, it's the Stupidly Small Podcast, Monday, December 8th, 2014. I'm Stu Farrell, and joining me is Wordsmith Lauren Clark. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Word Butcher. How are you? Excellent. Yeah. What? I am, though. I'm excellent. You are? Yeah. Um, now, tell me, mm. we've got a new sponsor. Do you know who it is? Who is we it? Should, we should start the new week off with our new friend. Yeah. All right. And this week... Bear in mind, it's it's a bit. No, I'm gonna say it's raunchy. It's not. It's healthy. Electric Ooh. body. That does are, sound rather it, sexy. But what is it? Healthy. Well, well, it is. It's skincare for mm. women, men, and the whole family. We're going to give you full details about our sponsor at the end of the show. But while you're listening, why don't you head to electricbody.com.au and get yourself acquainted with this week's stupidly small podcast sponsor. Thank you to them. But we should kick off the uh, Monday morning by asking you, how was your weekend? Anything of great note? Nothing of any note. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, same, really. It <laughs> really? was a bit of just one of those weekends of hanging around town. But I kind of like those sometimes. Yeah. If they happen all the time, though, it becomes the norm and then you become dull. But uh, that's, that's just me. I, I wanted to ask you a question, though, Lauren. This is particularly good for you because you like the beach. I do. And I'm going to get to the beach in just a second because there's something that that's bothering about the beach that I think... I will not lose one friend over once I describe it. Oh. But before I get there, yeah. you know, my green credentials are quite high. Yes. I'm a planet lover, tree hugger, bird. You eat meat. Eat meat. That's right. So I, lo- I love animals that much. No, I that's, consume them. No, that's a massive black mark against oh. your green name. But otherwise, right. I actually think that is... Yeah, kind of I'm true. fairly green. Yeah. I mean, they call me Kermit around the office. Now, okay. A, my- you don't have an office. B, nobody calls you Kermit. <laughs> anyway. He's <laughs> really blowing my cover. <laughs> the point is. Yes. I did notice a scourge. I mean, and it, it's a green scourge. Right. Okay. So, uh, conservative commentators, ears prick up because he's a, this is a whole column almost. You aware of uh, cars? I'm aware of them. Yeah, and their effect on the planet. Mm. And so there are companies, and you know, you you know what greenwashing is, and you know, green scheming, and all this sort of thing, where companies try and look greener than they are. Well, yeah, but this is not quite the same thing. But there's there's companies that try and do stuff that's relatively good for the environment, uh, and sell it on the back of that, you know, and and car sharing. I'm going to get straight to it. Oh, what? I oh, know. It's it's like uh, killing you, Bambi here. What are but you going car sharing because for? Because I, I think, um, and don't get me wrong because I haven't got any figures or data no, to back no, this up. No, of course you don't. Yeah. But I'm quite sure car sharing could be becoming a major scourge on our roads. Oh, my God. I I know. Now, uh, what did one I'm of them do? Did one the, of them overtake you or something in well, the car? Well, good point. <laughs> I was... In the car on the weekend. Yeah, this is, yeah. Okay, what and, happened? And, uh, well, someone in, a, in whatever company it was in the mm. car share was just driving erratically, driving terribly. It was like there's a five-year-old behind the wheel, mm. right? It was, this is not a, a, a so, dodgem car here. So You're what on the you, road. <laughs> what do you expect? Do you expect them to have like a, a special license, not just your average license, but if you get into one of those share cars, you've got to have passed the superb driving test or else... Well, no, but you've got to be able to do the basics. I mean, think about it. Yeah, but so does everyone on the these road. These are people, these are people that don't have their own wheels, Right. Well, maybe they do. They just don't have a second car. Once 
uh, a month or once of every two months or once a fortnight. Mm. They go, oh, you know what would be nice today? Let's go out the roads. Let's have a drive. I know we can go down to uh, Sebastian's uh, place, and he has a car share car park outside his house, and we can ring up the company and take take off and just drive around willy nilly, not understanding the laws of the road, not understanding the nuances of day to day driving. Is this the one where you thought you wouldn't lose a friend? Because I think you might be about to lose one. Because this is this is you're what you're saying is that you expect drivers in green cars to have better credentials on the road than drivers in normal cars. That's actually what you're saying. You're saying that they need no. to meet a higher standard of driving than the average equal standard douchebag on the road. Are you kidding? Are you saying that they're drive you've never seen anybody drive as Do badly? the maths. Person A drives almost daily. Has a car, cares for it, understands. Really? He has a connection between the steering wheel and the tarmac. I have been driving Person in the car B. with you and mm. I have seen a non-green car driving erratically and I have seen your response to said non-green car and I would I would just hasten to say that it wasn't the most patient response and it was along these lines. It went in that person was in a red car, so are all red cars bad? Yeah, look, you, you can paint me with any brush you like, but I'm saying it 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 but I'm makes, going to ignore you and yeah. everything you say. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. If you at all. don't drive often and then you pop into a little car that's fully insured and full of juice, that. Well, because you, you don't drive often. There yeah. are so many people in non green cars who don't drive often. Um, well, I, 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 I'm unsure about that. Really? Yeah. But it's or obvious. Or you don't have the stats on that like you do on this. It's obvious to me that <laughs> yeah. the people that are in a no, car what's car obvious share to you? Is car. it somebody undertook you on the freeway or like, you know, had the left indicator on instead of the right? Well, you're right. They took, they were turning left in, into a street. Yeah. And they took forever. Wow. And they almost swung out. So they, almost, they had a little did car. They almost did, did they? Yeah. Did they and almost I wasn't sure that? whether I could pass. And I thought, these people. Are a scourge <laughs> on our roads. Wow. I'm quite sure you'll find that uh, there, there'll be a bit of groundswell support for this. I don't think there's going to be any sort of swell, ground or otherwise, for anything you've said so far this morning apart from hello, Lauren. And I support <laughs> that. Uh, well, okay, here's one. I, I'm going to go to shoot and fish in a barrel then. Oh, uh, God. Right. Change gears because I need a bit of support. <laughs> At the beach... All right, so this, this is, is an the easy one. one. This is the one. Right? Yeah, okay, this is yeah. an easy one. And there's two sides to every argument. Did you go to the beach argument. on the weekend? Yeah, take the dogs. Oh. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, dog beaches. Nice, yeah. And um, you're standing there, you're, you're taking it in, just beautiful, mm-hmm. sun, mm-hmm. water, sand, not so beautiful, not a fan of sand. No, no, you're not. Yep. And then you hear the buzz in the distance. And this is an easy one to get. But do you think jet skis? Yeah. Oh, do you yeah. think picking on jet skis yeah. is an easy target? Uh, but sometimes easy targets are easy targets for reasons. Uh huh. Don't you think? Uh, well, that's what I mean. Like I, I might get a bit of blowback for my stance on uh, people who drive car shares. I, and for, for clarification, I'm not saying car share companies aren't a viable or worthy addition to the automobile landscape. I'm saying the people who drive those vehicles may not be. I wouldn't cover that ground again if I were you. Behind the wheel. No, I don't (laughs) don't 
think you're going to win anything there. So then you get to the jet skis. Jet ski? Where I'm everyone's all like, high five me, oh, brother. Yeah. Take it. Let's yeah. do it. Because um, Who did the great cartoon? I think it was um, Lunig did a good jet ski cartoon. Uh, I don't even remember. I'll try and I'll try and find it and put it up in the show notes. But but look, jet skis. Hang on, uh, but can you describe the cartoon? No, I can't. Oh. I just I'm, I just know. And you, it's just gone. It's in my mind because jet ski. Whoop, there there are already twenty seven different versions of people saying, uh, no, jet skis are the worst thing in the world. Like exactly. so, but that doesn't mean that they're not. <laughs> But you just, Same jet like skis, with going uh, a going a green car share thing. Mm. Just because um, everybody in the world supports uh, that kind of idea doesn't mean that they shouldn't. Say that again. Nothing. Continue. Um, jet skis are the worst. Everything about a jet ski is bad. I can't think of a good thing apart from probably it's fun to ride on. Do you think there should be a set aside chunk of beach specifically just for the I JS? I think they should be banned from the universe at large. And, and, but what right? I mean, noise pollution. They get in, jet skis are dangerous too. I remember when I when they first came in, like under or inexperienced drivers. Could you imagine then if they had a jet ski share system? So you roll up to your local pier, right? You don't want to own a jet ski, but just occasionally oh you want to gosh. ride a jet ski. So you go to Jet Share down at the end of the pier and say, "Hello, uh, friend. Here's fifty dollars." I'm going to take out your automated ski here and have a bit of a play in the bay. That, would you consider that dangerous? Uh, yeah. Jet share. Yeah. Well, that jet could share. work. No, it's not going to work. It's well, a terrible share idea. Would jet take the idiot out of jet skiing? No. Why? Because idiots would hire the jet thing. And also the point is Which that they want to own a thing that they can just – it's all about – having a jet ski is all about having like ownership of – you know, like, yeah, I'm in charge of the world. Like, you know, watch me own the bay. Like, really? And I'm, so I'm going a bit far, am I, with my <laughs> I theory on car share? I, I can't stand them. And I think that what it is that I don't like about them is the same thing that you don't like about the bikes. Ride bikes. Is that they're kind of an arrogant, hedonistic, I am not considering anyone other than myself kind of a thing. The end. <laughs> So having jet share would take that out. No, because that's all that's behind the thinking. Also, you're just talking about a jet ski hire company. (laughs) So stop pretending that you're thinking about a viable green alternative. Unless it was run on like, you know. Olive oil. Olive oil. Well, what if I had a biodiesel jet share? Oh, my God. BDJS. (laughs) Catchy. Lauren, we've had phone calls. Mm -mm. Can you believe it? We have. And uh, we've got a long one today and we thought, why not play it? Mm. It's from a friend of the show. It is from a friend of the show. And uh, a a renowned film critic, in fact. Very good. And you know, you don't have to be a friend of the show to call in or hit the website and contact us. But But, but, but mm. by, by calling in... You become a friend of a show. Oh, you do? Do you think this person would ride a jet ski? There is no question in my mind that this person would not. Hey, guys, this is Thomas Cordwell here. I wanted to respond to your bit about handshakes being 
the good standard way of greeting somebody. I'm really on board with this, but there are dangers of people perverting what should be a clean and beautiful thing. There's one person I know who when he's done shaking your hand and you think like you're about to detach hands, he then will clutch your fingers with his fingers, do this squeeze, shake thing, and then sometimes he's even added on a fist bump. It, it just turns a beautiful thing in, into something impure and awkward, and I hate it. Uh, but the, the the really worst variation of the handshake, that at its most perverse and and warped and evil, is the high five. I once had to introduce an American filmmaker to speak in front of an audience, and as he walked on stage, he just raised his hand in the air, wanting me to high five him. And I don't know because I'm a professional I felt it was appropriate to reciprocate but I'm just not a high fiver and it was the most awkward kind of I just raised my hand up in the air and our palms kind of slapped in the air and then he clutched my hand and we kind of shook hands in the air in a moment that I think was meant to be triumphant for him but it was just hell for me and it was in public in in, in front of people um, so that's how a handshake which is a beautiful simple thing can be turned awful. I have a few issues with that phone call from Thomas. Oh, do you? Hmm. First of all, he described something we spoke about last week as a bit. We don't <laughs> do bits. We do a tidbit once a day, but we don't do bits. Okay. We do a tidbit now. We don't. We, you mentioned tidbit once on I think Friday, and yeah. now we do it. Do we? Is that a thing? Tidbit's we do? a thing. I'll have a tidbit for you later on. So it's late. It's later in the show. We have a tidbit. Yeah. We just throw one in. Yeah. Yeah. Just casual like. Yeah. Tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> and so we fought on have... our casual tidbit. I know. <laughs> That's it. But we don't. We don't do bits. We don't do bits and okay. bits because a bits suggests it's some sort of prearranged, pre-thought out, uh, organised. <laughs> no, no, no bits. But yeah. he, he described the uh, handshake as can't be clean. Yeah. Um, well, no, he described it as a pure thing and I say it can't be clean because touching anyone mm. immediately ruins your safe circle. So... If but he means kind of morally clean, doesn't he? Oh. Doesn't he? He means – and I thought he got quite upset near the end and I, I do uh, commend him for so bravely uh, telling his story to us um, about the handshake. How emotional was he? Very. Can and I go I on? understand that. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that he described beautifully the awkwardness that we were actually talking about uh, where you're not sure what – to do, there is no kind of set rule. Thomas has no idea. Oh my Let god! Me say this is why people. Do you know what? What people? We want people to call up. We love it when they mm. call. And every time so far, mm. you've pulled, torn strips off every call. I'm not tearing strips off, but he, he's he's uh, worried about a one-time high five. And let me tell you about the high five in just a minute. Mm. Thomas will would have a conniption yeah. if he had to go through. I I coach a football side based. On a, members of the Australian hip hop scene, right? right. So uh, each of their own little tribes and gangs. When we start hitting training, okay, do you know how many different handshakes I have to learn? <laughs> I don't know if I'm fist bumping, slapping, tickling, high fiving, <laughs> under fiving, <laughs> hugging, chest bumping, bushing shoulders, or a combination of all of that. In what particular order? That's hell. 
Thomas that, would that Thomas would that's hell. So I instigated that mental rule. Oh yeah, where everyone just gets a solid Aussie four well, and twenty handshake. That's what he's saying. Well, yeah, that's, he's calling that a pure. But still, so, so some people can't quite get their head around. No, they the pervert standard. it. I think his language was very clear on this. Well, you. <laughs> But having going to your unclean thing, somebody did point out mm. after the other day when we were discussing handshakes that the Japanese have got it right because if you, you know, do sort of a hands together and a nod or a whatever, you know, you've got to, you don't actually have to. <laughs> the Japanese have got it right. Yeah. Well, you know, like that. There's a that there are some ways in in some societies where you don't have to touch hands, but you but you've but got d- a standard greeting. Don't they touch foreheads? Well, see, that's even that's better than touching hands. I don't know. Imagine, like, if you're a teenager and you're touching foreheads, it'd be like you'd stick together. Oh, my God. Well, like the T-zone uh, in teenagers is a very active area. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> they need a little bit of that electric body action. Now, mm. uh, he mentioned high fives. Right, yes, he I've did. got a friend who refuses to high five. I've got a friend who refuses to high five. This friend I introduced once to a former employer of mine the former employee went to high-five him. He sat there and refused at the table with Legend. his hands. He would not do it. Legend. And the, he left him hanging. Leaving that's someone what my, hanging. That's what this, my mate does, leaves the person hanging. It doesn't matter how awkward the position, the, the conversation is, doesn't matter. It's the greatest insult. He'd do it in a job interview. Like that is how committed he is to it. Well, this is the greatest insult then. To leave someone hanging, whether you're in a party and you go for your stock standard handshake, mm. right, and you, and you just... To have your hand out in a greeting yeah, and for it not an to offering. be reciprocated yeah. is the greatest slap down one could uh, encounter, it's, surely. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I think with the, with the high five I can understand it in a way because the high five is so kind of, A, it's American, so Australians are automatically are a little bit. It's know, a bit basketball. And it's a little bit kind of jockey and mm-hmm. a little bit kind of. It's a little bit desperate too. Like if you if you knock back a handshake, that's a huge act of war. It's also very dangerous. What? The high five? Yeah, well, if you, if you miss it, I think it was Tyrone Vickery uh, for the Richmond Tigers football club here in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Went to high five one of his teammates after a goal, missed the head and stabbed his teammate in the eye. You're kidding. No. That's and, amazing. And it's also the most inelegant look. I mean, it is. It's, it's terrible to leave one hanging. But, but it's to terrible get one to get wrong, one wrong. Oh, is there anything worse? So do we start a campaign to ban the high five just across the board? But the high five, I kind of – see, I started doing the high five out of like pure um, – this is hilarious. Like, let, let's like high five each other about ridiculous That's things. That's hilarious. Yep. And then, well, you know, like being silly with it. But mm-hmm. then I realised there is something kind of joyful about the high five. Oh, hang on. So where's your stance? Are you well, pro it's not. Or anti- I, I'm high? confused. <laughs> Give me a break. I am. I don't know where I stand. Well, that's a great position to take. I'm not. I'm not taking a position. <clears throat> I don't know where I stand. I don't know. Somebody can convince me. Okay, well, convince you obviously Lauren, can't. <laughs> or just hit us up at the stupidlybig.com website, contact us. We would love to solve your problems just as poorly as we have with this one today. <laughs> Stupid. Now, Lauren. Yes. Should we go with a little bit of a tidbit? Oh, my God. Uh, yes. What's there it? is nothing what, better what is a than tidbit? a tidbit. Okay, tidbit yeah. is like a, a little morsel, much like in the very first edition of um, Stupidly Small Podcast, mm. we described this as a piece of popcorn chicken 
Oh my god, we're not going back to that. We're going back to popcorn chicken because that is a tidbit, a a, a tidbit of the chicken. No, 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 we're not. We're seriously not going back to a metaphor to do with popcorn chicken. Well, I think we have to. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, Let's let's do away with definitions. Tell me what your tidbit is. All right, I I was watching something on television uh, across my lazy weekend. Yeah, nice. And uh, I I just realised a trend, and I wonder if you can back back it up, right? And I might even I ask you a question to see if it's not a trend, but it, it's it's a what do you a trope? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Even more so. Yeah. So, if someone yeah. was listening to something, um, you know, like they're playing a a damning tape, or a, you know, they're playing a video of someone, and yeah. the person's in the room, they go, "You must listen to this," or whatever. Yeah. And you see the person sitting there. Yeah. And uh, and they they're standing, the cameras on them. Right, so they they they're being they're being exposed to something they don't want to see or hear. Yeah, and they're listening and listening, and then they're building the tension. They're building the tension, and they go, "Turn it off." Right? Yeah. What's the very next thing they do? I guarantee you, in every TV show, oh. in every movie, the next thing they do will be exactly the same. Oh, what? They say, "Turn it off again," but they yell it. <laughs> Yes. It's true. <laughs> no, totally. I love things like this. Mm. Another one is, another one is, um, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. I just, no, I'm sorry, I just, I just wasn't thinking. You weren't thinking. No, uh, oh. you weren't thinking. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. same thing. Oh, no, that's right. It, that's, no, you weren't thinking. No, you weren't thinking. Yeah. Hey. So that, that was my little tidbit no, today. That's good. I that's just good. stuck that's out to it every time somebody says, turn it turn off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> like in a courtroom or in a. Whatever. <laughs> just whatever it is, you'll always find that. So next time someone says, turn it off in a TV show or movie. Or life. Or life. They're going to go a double with a screamy one coming up second. Okay, good. All yeah. right. Now let's thank this week's sponsor. They're going to be our sponsor all week, including at the launch party <gasps> on Friday. Mm-hmm. They're called Electric Body Healthy Skin Care, Lauren Clark. Now, we all need a little bit of skin care in our life, don't we? Well, you do particularly. It's <laughs> oh, <well>, a terrible <laughs> thing a to say. a huge thing in the middle of your forehead at the moment. It's got a nose. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm just being <laughs> ridiculous. If your nose is starting in the middle of your forehead, <laughs> yeah. it's my oily T-zone. I can't believe I'm a teenage <laughs> boy. Stop it. Tell us about these guys because it's... They're uh, pretty natural, aren't they? Well, they are very natural. In, for, in fact, the formula was put together based on the fundamentals of quantum physics. Oh, my God. It's smart. It's sm- well, look, Smart skin care. Its first main ingredient is 86% colostrum. Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's... No, tell me what that is. Well, it's basically the <laughs> healthiest. There is nothing known on earth that is more powerful in its life-giving properties. It is one of the most anti-aging, cell-health-promoting natural compounds known. It contains amino acids, all the minerals, all the vitamins, in fact, all of everything required for an explosion of life. Wow. Hello. That's kind of what I need on Monday morning. <laughs> An explosion of life. I think we both it's like it's like a natural kick up the ass for your skin. Natural kick up the ass. I uh, I bet they'll be writing in and saying, "Can we use that in our marketing?" <laughs> 100% ingredients with no chemicals, alcohol, parabens or fillers and uh, it was formulated and electrically available. Hence the name Electric Body. 
Okay, it's skin care yeah. for women, men, the whole family. Over the course of this week, we are going to learn, as are you, dear listener, what the Electric Body is all about. But why don't you head to electricbody.com.au, natural skin care for the whole fam. I sound like a, a pro. You do totally sound like a pro. Whenever you say for the whole family, yeah, you know you're no, doing that's an ad. It. You're so doing an ad. That's yeah. that's it. Electricbody.com.au, we thank them for being our sponsor mm. and uh I might even go and check the PO box today for some mail. There might be a little bit of a. They promised mm, us a little bit care. of a sample, didn't Who they? Who knows? Don't forget, you can find us at Twitter at stupidly big, Facebook forward slash stupidly big. Anything mm-hmm. else we should let them know about? Something maybe Friday, Lauren? Oh yes, there is something a little bit of something something on Friday, isn't there? Yeah. On Friday, we are having the stupidly big launch party. We're having it at the Workers Club uh, on the corner of Brunswick and. Excuse me, Gertrude Street in Fitzroy. Now, we are asking people to RSVP because we're going to provide a little bit of, you know, something to nibble on before uh, they go. People go to work or get on with their day. Food, yes, food. That is what I meant. And drinks, champagne, cocktail. I know, Stu's going overboard. I don't know, quite... Uh, Look, there's no such thing as an overcated party. No, there's not. And and, and, and that's the thing. This is, this is all it is. It's a party, hmm. really. It's it's a... and But it's also a podcast recording. Of so course. you can um, you can come along and, and check it out. And you, we are asking for RSVPs for that reason. But you can, if you get up show in the morning, up. just yeah. show up. But we're not going to... That'd be uh, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you there. This Friday at the Workers' Club. We'll let you know about it all week. Doors open at 7, basically, don't they? They do. And yep. it's be, it's be well truly over by about 8.30. You'll be yep. on the tram to work at 8.30. That's it. Lauren Clark. Stu Farrell. Ugh. Monday, we've high-fived the hell out of here. <laughs> it's always a hard one, I reckon. Mondays. Yeah. You know you're the first person to have ever said that. Get this one. I coined this one. Yeah. Monday-itis. Whoa. Yeah. Turn it off. I was thinking, you know, Wednesday. What? Maybe we should call it Hump Day. Oh, turn it off! <laughs> <laughs>